Welcome back to Total Football New Zealand. I'm Connor Clements, and I'm joined today by the man who started it all, Ahmed Osman. It's so good to have him back on the show. Uh, Ahmed, we have to talk about the Phoenix because they were exquisite. Their performance last weekend was just outstanding. I mean, the Central Coast Mariners didn't know what hit them. A lot of people will say that it was the Central Coast Mariners just being terrible. They sacked their coach, Mike Mulvey. He's gone after an 8-2 shellacking. I mean, it was just a crazy, crazy game. Crazy is understatement, but um, yeah, thanks for having me again, Connor. It's uh, it's great to be back on. Um, but uh, yeah, you you summarised it pretty well. Mike Mulvey, I think, was pretty much given the boot uh, at midnight after that Phoenix game. But what a performance, you know, from the t- uh, from the Wellington Phoenix. Equal record, uh, you know, they they equaled the record for the longest sort of um, score line in in an A League uh, game, which sort of shows the sort of season that they're having under Mark Rudin, and uh, it was just incredible. I mean, flurry of goals within 20 minutes. Um, they were out of sight, you know, and by half time, for it to be like 7-0 and, and, and Central Coast get one back and obviously consolation by that time. Uh, but huge props to the Phoenix. This, I think, will give them a massive boost this weekend um, coming back home to play at Westpac Stadium. And also in the build-up to um, to the finals. Uh, there is no reason why now they shouldn't have the belief that they'll be able to finish in that top four um, spot and hopefully, hopefully secure a, um, a um, home, uh, home playoff. And how good was it to see Libby Kakachi score his first goal? Krishna could have had a hat-trick. David Williams was great as usual. I mean, all of the players stood out, but none more so, I've got to say, than young Max Burgess, the man getting his first start with Rufa out and under suspension. He came in and he was absolutely fantastic. The whole game, he bossed it. He was incredible. It was his first full 90 minutes, I think, this whole season, and he really looked assured on the ball. I mean, Sheridan came on. He could have had a goal himself, but he squared it to Singh to set up his second of two goals. It was just the perfect night for the Phoenix. I think it was, yeah. It was um, the team performance was outstanding. I mean, you touched on those players. You, you think about the likes of Libby. You think about you know Louis Fenton, Saprit Singh, all these young Kiwi players getting the chance to to play, but to play so well. I mean, Louis Fenton is. Uh, you you look at him, and then you you have to think about the amount of um, injury uh, injuries. How lucky is it he's been over the last sort of few years with injuries to come back this season and to play that the way that he's playing, to have the confidence that he's having, but to score goals as well. That's huge. I mean, Saprit Singh. I think he what he was involved. Uh, there was a stat online that I saw that um, he was involved in four of um, the Phoenix's goals and he scored one. So it's it's huge. And and Libby, you know, if I, well, I just beeped (laughs) that's 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 sort of like the excitement and and you can you can see how um the the confidence that libby has getting forward as well and and i was so happy for him to get his first goal but max burgess i think you you touched on it as well he had such a fantastic game that pass to krishna for the second for krishna's second goal outstanding i think you look at that you can you can watch it and it just it's it's a world-class pass so but as a Overall, like team performance, I think by far it has to be their best, best performance of the season. And the scoreline showed that. 
and how yeah albeit against them but how crucial is it now you look at what Rudan has got out of these players Saprit Singh playing so well Libby Kakachi giving Fenton and Rufer a chance and then proving themselves and really looking just miles better than they ever were under Kalizic under even Ernie Merrick they just look like new players like they're reborn uh giving players like Burgess a chance uh, bringing in Sheridan, he's he's unearthed all these talents, and Kurto as well, who's just come out of nowhere and been absolutely outstanding. I mean, I'd never heard of him. He obviously played in the Dutch league and was quality, but I'd never heard of him. And then he suddenly is in the A-League and getting save of the week every round, it seems, these days. He's just outstanding. And then bringing in Taylor as well to partner Durante. It looks like Durante's a new player. He's just playing out of his skin, and he's 30, 34, 35. So yeah. how how is it that Rudan's getting this out of the players and how do we make sure we either keep him on for next season or send him off in the best way possible if he does eventually go, which it looks like he is because uh, of his family commitments and issues there? That's that's the thing, isn't it? That's that's the, the big dilemma now the Phoenix face is how do they keep a hold of a of a coach that's changed the dynamic of football within New Zealand, uh, in New Zealand, but uh, for for the Wellington Phoenix as well, you look at that. You touch. You you said it perfectly. He's basically um, given these players the belief and the confidence that they lacked over the last three, four, five years. That no other coaches who've had such significant experience like Ernie Merrick could not give these players. Under him, they've seen players reborn. And under him, players like Alex Rufer is getting a run in the team. And he's playing so well. He's giving opportunities to Libby. He's brought back Louis Fenton, you know. Roy Krishna's almost like a different player now. And he's he has to be a favorite for the player of the season, you know. You look at guys like Saprit Singh. So that is a really, really big question and a big issue that the Wellington Phoenix face and football in New Zealand faces is how do they keep a hold of a man who's come in, who said it like it like it is, who didn't, you know, who fronted up every press conference and just told everybody what the game is lacking here. But it's almost like he's 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 uh, what's the saying? He's talked the talk, talked the talk, and he's walking that walk at the moment in terms of where the Phoenix are, in terms of how when you look at the fans and and um, how there seems to be a belief. And finals football coming back finally to to Wellington is is incredible. So it's it's going to be a huge huge challenge. You said it yourself. You know, family issues could send him back to Australia. Um, so let's hope that he does stay because he's definitely benefited the game here in New Zealand. And we're not quite at that final stage just yet. I mean, the standings are that we are just above Melbourne City now and Adelaide. Uh, well, we're equal with Adelaide on points, but above them on goal difference. We're above Melbourne City by a solitary point, and then Newcastle Jets back there on 26 points. So there's still a chance that we could fall out of finals contention. The big games coming up, you have to look at those games. First against Western Sydney Wanderers at home at Westpac, and then another home game against the Jets. Those two games are must-wins. We have to get points out of those because then the following couple of weeks we're away against Adelaide United, which will be a, a definitely a tough one. And then we've got another couple of tough games with um, Melbourne City up there, and then we've got another game against Perth Glory to finish off the season. So you're looking at potential slip-ups all across the next few fixtures. So definitely not home yet. The Phoenix still have a couple of games to go to make sure that they definitely seal a playoff spot. But wouldn't it be great if we could make sure we get that fourth spot and get a home playoff? Absolutely. I mean, you think back to 
you think back to um, uh, the last time uh, that it happened and how packed Westpac Stadium was. I remember that I was at that Newcastle and the Perth game, you know, um, a couple of years back, I think Ricky's time. And you, you really think about that and the atmosphere and also um, just seeing how many people were there. It was almost like sold-out games. And that, again, they faced that, that big test uh, on the weekend against Western Sydney Wanderers, who themselves are finding form, you know, who are trying to get into those um, uh, to those finals positions. So, But at the same time, you have to look at the Phoenix and the confidence that they have coming into these games, you know, uh, and... Few years back, even last, uh, you know, a few years back, even last year, you would have, you would have definitely said yes that when the pressure's on, then we're not going to perform away from home, or they're not going to perform away from home. But we're seeing a different side to them at the moment, which is basically, they, you know, I wouldn't be surprised that, that that they have the confidence to go to a place like Adelaide, they have the confidence to go to a place like Melbourne, and still they can be expected to get a result away from home. That's been the difference this year. And I think we saw that over the last few games, and especially against um, the Mariners over the weekend, is um, as you saw that confidence, it's it's high at the moment. And to me, they have to be the favourites. If they miss out on finals football, that would be very, very huge. But I think at the moment, the way things are looking, I don't think there's any team in the league that is playing with the confidence that the ones Phoenix have. Obviously, Perth are you know out of sight, and I think they'll be favourites. Um, they're favourites to win the minor premiership, but also they'll be favourites for the league. But I, I definitely think on their day, the Wellington Phoenix can give them, you know, a good run for their money. So they're playing exciting football. They're winning football matches. They've got a chance to get into the playoffs and get a home playoff. Is this enough of a show that the Phoenix are putting on to warrant staying in the A-League for future seasons, four years, but perhaps even 10 years, because they're showing up, they're playing the football. I mean, if you're going to chuck out a franchise, surely you look at a Central Coast Mariners, surely you look at these other struggling teams where they can't even make ends meet in terms of money. But at the end of the day, you don't want any team to leave because we're trying to expand the league and we're trying to make sure that eventually promotion relegation gets set up and how good would it be if the Phoenix were there for that? Absolutely. Um, I can't... Like at the moment, it's it's hard to see them um, not having their licence extended because you think about what they... A lot, that question's always been there from a footballing perspective. What are they bringing to the league? Um, and is it beneficial to, to the A-League to have a, a New Zealand team in? I think 100%. You look at um, uh, the, the the amount of Australian players that the Phoenix have bought through over the years, the Johnny Warren medalist, like, you know, you look at Nathan Burns, good seasons that he's had. You just touched on Birches as well. But I also think that the Phoenix have that stab- stability when it comes to um, finances, ownership, and all of that, whereas there are other teams in the league who are struggling, you know, the likes of Brisbane, the likes of um, Central Coast, as you said. So, yeah, they've definitely warranted um, to stay in the league. I think the biggest challenge is that faces the Wellington Phoenix immediately has to be, you know, keeping hold of Mark Rudin keeping a hold of this group of players, but building on that, bringing on more experienced players, making sure that obviously they capitalize on this opportunity, they capitalize on this great, great season that they're having, and to be able to to show that next year, you know, that they're ready to go um, to the next level. So they, we, they have to be able to show ambition to, to be able to, get a, to, to keep hold of Mark, 
but also to build on this season. And I think that's the biggest, biggest challenge that faces them at, faces them at the moment. Not so much the license thing, to be honest. Well, talking of a team that know how to build a dynasty and hold on to players, and then when they do lose players, bring in some top quality talent, and they just seem to keep on winning. Auckland City have the chance to go an entire season unbeaten in the ISPS Honda Premiership. They're down to their final game. They won against Team Wellington most recently. They've had a single solitary draw, and the rest of their games have been win during the entire season. And their final game is against their Super City rivals, Waitakere United, a struggling team who just got blitzed recently 4-1 to Canterbury United, albeit they had a player sent off early. But it looks like Auckland City could perhaps become invincible. And what a feather in the cap that would be for Ramon Trebuliac and his team because he lost a hell of a lot of decent players. Emiliano Tade, Callum McCowart, they all left overseas and he's managed to fill the gaps and get in players that have really done the job. I mean, Mara Bonsumara has been fantastic. Caltech, he's been good as well. They've got some quality players across the team, and it just seems that they go from strength to strength every season, and it's kind of getting old in the ISPS Hunter Premiership because Auckland City is just always at the top. And minor premiers again, that was confirmed a long time ago, but now they have a chance to really nail themselves down in the history books and equal the all-time record of 52 points in the league as that would just be incredible Ahmed. it is it is and it just shows uh you know ramon's experience um uh, in in the league it shows his, his experience uh with uh with new zealand football and you're right there there is a 12 point gap between them and second place eastern suburbs all season you know they've only drawn one game um their goal they, you know they're not scoring as many goals as they have been in the past um, Eastern Suburbs have 50 goals to the, you know, uh, 10 more than uh, than Auckland City, but at the same time, Auckland have that experience. I do think that though, you know, uh, the way Eastern Suburbs and teams like Canterbury have been playing this year, it's uh, it's going to be a massive challenge for them next year. And I just I think that when I look at the Auckland squad, it's going to be an incredible achievement if they go the entire season undefeated. It's it will be a feat that, you know, obviously will add to Ramon's stature in, in terms of his reputation as a coach in, in New Zealand football. Um, and the work that he's done with Auckland City over the last um, six, seven years just shows it, you know. So, but I do think that they do have a growing squad where you look at the likes of Eastern Suburbs, you look at Canterbury, you look at Team Wellington, um, and I think especially Eastern Suburbs this year and the way that they've been playing um, and what Danny Hayes doing over there. It's, it's going to be a massive, massive challenge for them um, going forward. But nonetheless, you can't take anything away from Auckland City this season. They've been so good, and uh, they look dead set to to, um, to retain the title. They're already minor premiers, so uh, it will be exciting. Uh, the top four looks set and decided. Uh, you know, Eastern Suburbs finishing second. It's now um, up to Team Wellington and Canterbury to see who's going to get that third, fourth spot. Because there's a one point, uh, two point difference um, between uh, second and uh, and fourth. And in those other games, uh, on match day 17 of 18, it was Southern United 2-2 with Hawks Bay. Those really don't affect that top four standings. We already knew that the Phoenix Reserves were going to finish bottom, but they managed to get a win over Hamilton Wanderers, just their second win of the season. Uh, Team Wellington, Auckland City, that we've already talked about that. Auckland City won that derby. Uh, Tasman United and Eastern Suburbs. Eastern Suburbs won away from home at Trafalgar Park in Tasman, so that was 3-1 to them there. 
And then we talked about Waitakere United versus Canterbury United already, a 4-1 win for Canterbury, and they could have had a lot more goals after Waitakere had an early red card against them. Um, Wood going off in the 27th minute. But let's talk more about Eastern Suburbs. You've touched on their threat. You've, you've, you've mentioned that they've got a lot of young talent waiting in the wings and coming through the Ole Academy and, and Danny Hay and uh, has got a massive range of weapons at his disposal there with the likes of Andre de Jong, Callum McCow, formerly of Auckland City, who I mentioned before. Uh, you've got Elijah Just, uh, all these really, really decent players uh, coached by Declan Edge there. Do you think that in the next few years they could potentially upset that Auckland City team Wellington 1-2 kind of finish that it's been for the last four or five seasons and they could become the new dynasty in New Zealand football? Definitely. I think they will definitely be up there next um, uh, uh, next season in terms of challenging um, for the league. I think you know when you look at Danny Hay this season and what he's managed to achieve with such a young team that consists of pretty much New Zealand players um, and again you touched on that partnership with, with Ole and bringing those boys um, Declan's boys in I, you know the, the team cohesion that they have I was at that I was at that game on the weekend um, Tasmania United versus Eastern Suburbs and it's it's incredible to see you look at um, how they play in the type of football they're playing the young team they're hungry they seem to be they seem to have great connection um, within within the team They've also got experienced players like, you know, Andre de Jong. Uh, you think about how old he is. I think he's only like 20, I'm not quite sure, 23 maybe. And the amount of experience that he has already that shows, you know, Tim Payne, another um, uh, all-whites cap player that has transitioned onto playing centre-back. And that's what Danny Hayes bought. And having had a chat to him on the weekend, um, it's his whole idea is literally to, to bring through Kiwi players to ensure that you know they're getting the playing times, and you can see that from his time that he spent with the under 17s, and 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 the national setup. And I wouldn't be surprised, like you know, in the next season or two, if they're if they are the new um, dynasty within 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 the league, as you said, they've got the resources, but they've got great partnership with LA, and they're playing some really really good football. Top scorers in the league this year, 50 goals already, and they. The only team to have stopped them from scoring was Tasman United in the first first round of the game. Since then, they've been scoring goals nonstop. So they're they're a very exciting team to watch. Very very um, position paced players uh, uh, plays that they they like to keep hold of the ball. You know, play out from the back and make sure that they dominate games. And that's exactly what they've done on the weekend against Tasman United. So it will be interesting to see um, how they get on in the playoffs and I wouldn't be surprised. I think them and Canterbury look like uh, they're, they're starting to build momentum and they're really starting to look at challenging the likes of team Wellington and Auckland city. Well, you were saying that these, this is the team to watch out for in the future. Eastern suburbs potentially could have that uh, future finishes in, in them where they come first or second in the future and then go on to win the grand finals. But can they do it? in this most recent iteration of the ISPS Honda Premiership, can they do it in 2019 and upset an Auckland City or a Team Wellington? I think it depends who they get. And um, in, in saying that, I think, uh, you know, the, the only two teams that they lost to this season is Team Wellington and Auckland City. So uh, if Canterbury finish third, then, you know, Canterbury will play Auckland City. So it's going to be Team Wellington versus um, uh, Eastern Suburbs. And that's going to be a great game. 
I think, you know, the, when you look at the way Jose and his team play and, you know, you've got Danny Hay, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a really, really good matchup to see. And for me, I want to see that. I want to see Team Wellington versus Eastern Suburbs. I think Canterbury, um, if I'm being honest, <laughs> they're, they're very defensive minded, um, you know, and, and they will, they will try and grind results out. Um, I do think that the better of the two semifinals would be between Eastern Suburbs, uh, if Eastern Suburbs were to play Team Wellington, because you're going to get a cracking game. And Auckland City, obviously, huge favourites to go through to the final. Um, but but I do think that if there is a there's a huge belief within Eastern Suburbs and the players. Um, on the weekend from what I saw and also from my chat with both Danny Hay and uh, Tim Payne, there's a huge belief in their camp that they that they can go all the way, you know? And I think on their day, you you know, when you see them play, they can beat any team in the league. They have done so. So they're score, you know, they're scoring four or five goals. They're averaging two goals a game. So it's gonna be very, very hard to stop them from scoring. And I do think if it's a one off game I can't see why they couldn't beat Auckland City or Team Wellington. So I'm saying that with the O-League distraction, uh, Eastern Suburbs with a bit of a rest, although you could argue again that Auckland City and Team Wellington have the benefit of extra games in between. Uh, you're looking at those games to be played. I think that's their, yeah, the quarterfinal games of O-League and then the semifinals of the ISPS Hunter Premiership coming after that. Is that going to benefit Eastern Suburbs and Canterbury, or is it going to benefit Auckland City and Team Wellington? I, I'm, I'm going to ask you to make your prediction for the semi-winners and the final winners, and then I'll, I'll tell you mine. I think it's going to be tough for both of them because if uh, Team Wellington and, and Auckland City have to travel um, for FC Champions League, I think it will it will benefit the other two teams. It will benefit Canterbury as well as you know um, Eastern Suburbs, but I wouldn't say that that to be an excuse. I think from an experience point of view, Team Wellington are an experienced team. They were back-to-back champions. Um, Auckland City, they're basically, they're Auckland City. You know, they're the defending champions. And you would say that these teams have um, depth in their squad to be able to cope with something like that. So I think it, as much as I would say that the advantage is with um, Canterbury and with Eastern Suburbs, um, you, you've got you've to look at the experience the other two teams have. In the last three or four years, it's been them two who have won the league consistently. It's them that that are competing in the Champions League, and it's what these teams are vying to to go for is Champions League spot, and that's the huge um, goal and that that uh, that's in front both Canterbury and also um, you know uh, Eastern Suburbs is they do want those Champions League spots. So it'll be a challenge for them. Um, my predictions. Um, I think that I think from the the season overall, I do think Eastern will edge it to go into the finals position. I do think that Auckland City will win the league, but I think it will be Auckland City Eastern Suburbs final, an all Auckland final. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that that uh, Auckland City will win it, but it will be those two that will be contesting the final. It's funny because I was going to say the exact same thing. I thought it would be Auckland City Eastern 2-1 win to Auckland City in the final. Uh, 
But you can always say that Eastern Suburbs or Team Wellington will spring a surprise. I don't think Canterbury have it in them to get to the final. And if they do spring a surprise early and, and make a shock result and get to the final, I think that unfortunately for Canterbury, they don't quite have the wherewithal to get over the line and they'll be bridesmaids for another year, which I really don't want to see because I think Canterbury for so long have just been unlucky or they just make the final and then a silly mistake costs them and, and you don't want to see it. But I think that they just don't quite have that experience. Whereas I think those Eastern Suburbs boys, a lot of them being Olay Academy, playing in that Chatham Cup final, losers in that Chatham Cup final as well with Wests to Birkenhead. I think that a lot of them will want that kind of payback and they'll want to have that chance. So I'm going to say Auckland City to win it, but don't be surprised if Eastern Suburbs cause a massive upset. I think that's all from us, from Total Football New Zealand, for another week. Ahmed, do you have any last words to say? No, I think it's uh, we're getting into the, those you know exciting um, periods of, of football where everything is just sort of um, coming up. So it'd be it'd be really really good to see um, how the Phoenix get on in the next couple of weeks, um, but also um, how the ASPS Hunter um, ends up. And we we will have uh, two interviews coming up with Eastern Suburbs, um, Danny Hay as well as Tim Payne. So that should be coming out hopefully um, later in the week. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Total Football New Zealand. Thanks very much to guest Ahmed Osman, the founder of the podcast and the Total Football New Zealand channel. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, website coming soon, and be sure to watch out for us on Instagram as well. Bye for now.